Bile makes for a lousy lunch. Dana Black swallowed hard as she blinked twice, dug her fingernails into the leather-wrapped steering wheel, glanced at the clock, and tried desperately to orient herself. Then it hit her, where she was, why she was there. Suddenly, the gray ambiguity of the past few hours didn't seem like such a bad alternative. She reached for her spring water, a constant cup-holder companion for just such occurrences, hoping to eradicate the bitter taste. But she knew it was less gastrointestinal, more foreboding about what awaited inside. She had to go in. It was expected. But her body didn't always buy into logic. Or duty. The noontime chill was typical for November in the Hudson Valley, but the slovenly woman who answered Cassandra Beckett's door warmed Dana with a welcoming hug. I was just making your mother a sandwich. Can I make you one as well? She took and hung up Dana's jacket, and then led the way through the cavernous foyer of the McMansion into its space-age kitchen. No, I'm good, but thanks, said Dana, still feeling queasy. Well, you must be thirsty then. Do you want some hot cider to warm up? If not, I made your favorite. The lemonade would be fine. Despite fear of aggravating the reflux, Dana rarely refused the specialty drink. Cassandra's caretaker, Lorelai Simpson, had the patience and kindness of Mother Teresa trapped in the body of SpongeBob Squarepants. Her short black hair could have been styled by the local butcher, ragged and uneven, framing a hardened face highlighted by bright red, perpetually smudged lipstick. She never donned an apron, so there was always some sort of gravy or pie-filling stain adorning her size 18 Alfred Dunner polyester blouse or pants. But none of that mattered because, unlike her mother, Lorelai always made Dana feel accepted and wanted. The caretaker returned with a wine glass filled with the yellow elixir. Hand-squeezed lemons, as always, with the perfect amount of sugar, then topped with sweetened coconut. Dana felt an uncharacteristic rush of affection for the caregiver, one of the few people currently in her life that truly seemed to give a damn, minus some secret agenda. How is she, Lorelai? Ah, uh, in rare form today. Go in and see for yourself. Lorelai pointed to the living room and then disappeared back into the kitchen. Dana hesitated, gripping the glass so tightly it was a miracle it didn't shatter. She forced herself to visit every few weeks, partially because she felt a certain responsibility for Cassandra's condition, but mostly because she knew that no one else would. Even though her older sister Melanie lived next door, she certainly couldn't spare the time out of her harried schedule, and her brother-in-law Reed, clearly not Mom's favorite, avoided the place like the plague. After debating for a minute or two, she forced herself over the ropes and into the ring. Hey, Mom, what's going on? Dana asked the 70-year-old near skeleton sitting in a recliner, watching Cartoon Network. Her light blue housecoat was a far cry from her real estate power suits of yesteryear. Mom had regained 90% of her speech post-stroke and could still walk but rarely did so, preferring others to wait upon her like royalty. What the fuck do you care? Cassandra grumbled without glancing up from Adventure Time. What are you looking for? A handout? Mom, that's not fair. I've never borrowed money from you. I seem to recall you running up my credit card to the tune of $5,000. Fuck. That again? Like a playlist on eternal repeat. Back when I was 15. That was 20 years ago. Look, I didn't come to argue. I came to see if you needed anything. Yeah, I need the last 54 years of my life back. Anything you can do about that?
Cassandra's vitriol was a tsunami, drawing back the surf into a titanic wall of water before crashing down and submerging the shoreline. Caught up in its lethal force, Dana felt the oxygen being sucked out of the room, her earlier wooziness returning as the couch and end tables began to spin around her. Thankfully, as if by divine intervention, Lorelai chose that moment to invite her back into the kitchen for a refill of lemonade. I warned you. Dana nodded in grateful recognition. Lorelai was her lone ally on the front lines of the Battle of Cassandra, and the sole reason she didn't have nursemaid duties herself. Cassandra's opulent kitchen, however, was less shelter than second battleground. Dana was embittered, as always, as she observed its cherry cabinets and granite countertops. It was like a page out of House Beautiful. Viking Chef's stove, Bosch convection wall oven, Sub-Zero fridge-slash-freezer, all the frills. Some people had so much, while others so little.